You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Hello, I'm Willie George. I want to welcome you to this edition of the Faith Roots Podcast. We're talking about praying in the Spirit. And our text is 1 Corinthians 14, 26, Let all things be done unto edifying. All of our praying in the Spirit, everything we do, it is for the purpose of edifying, first of all, ourselves, but when we get into a public setting, edifying other people. We are not there to take over a service or to distract, call attention to ourselves. That's not our mission. We are there to be a blessing. The Apostle Paul introduces the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit to us in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I'm going to read those to you again. Uh, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I would not have you ignorant. You know you were Gentiles carried away into these dumb idols even as you were led. Wherefore I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord but by the Holy Ghost. Now there are diversities of gifts but the same Spirit. There are differences of administrations but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operations but it is the same God which works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. In other words, God gives manifestations to be a blessing not just to the person who's being used, but it blesses everybody. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another the gifts of healing by the same Spirit to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another divers kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But all these works that one and the selfsame spirit dividing to every man severally as he will. So seven of these gifts were in operation in the Old Testament. And, and in the uh, book of uh, uh, the, the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, uh, there were two that were added in the book of Acts. And so the seven were the three gifts that revealed something, the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, and discerning of spirits. The three gifts that do something, the gifts of healings, the working of miracles, and the gift of faith that actually receives a miracle. And then there was prophecy in the Old Testament. In the New Testament era, in the book of Acts, we see the two gifts that were added speaking with tongues, and the interpretation of those tongues. Now, Paul lays out the importance of governing these three vocal gifts in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. That's where he explains it. He deals in 1 Corinthians 12 with the gifts in general. 1 Corinthians 14, he comes back to us and he says, now let me tell you how to use these vocal gifts in the church. And there are some rules that you follow here for the use of these these three gifts, tongues, the interpretation of tongues, and prophecy. And that's all spelled out in 1 Corinthians 14. Now this is what's interesting. Sandwiched in between these two chapters on the gifts of the Spirit is this chapter 13, which has... Nothing to do with the gifts of the Spirit, or so it would seem. 
It has to do with love. So let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and let's read it. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity or have not love, I'm become as a sounding brass or tinkling cymbal. So he's telling us that love is the motivation for all of these gifts. The gifts of the Spirit are about the love of God. Though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so I could remove mountains and have not charity, I'm nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor and give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profits me nothing. Charity suffers long, it's kind, charity envies not, charity vaunts not itself, it's not puffed up. It does not behave itself unseemly, it seeks not her own, is not easily provoked, thinks no evil, rejoices not in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Charity never fails, but whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part... And we prophesied part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. When I was a child, I spake as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know, even as also I am known." And now abides faith, hope, and charity. These three. But the greatest of these is charity. Now here's what he is saying. He is saying that the motivation for all of what God does is his love. And we can't lose sight of that. We can get so wrapped up in our ministry operations that we forget to bathe ourselves in the love of God. It all has to flow out of a heart of love. Every outreach we do, it should be based on the love of God. We do what we do, not because we're trying to get a hold of somebody and shake them real bit. We, we are doing what we do because we, we want to love people. We want to demonstrate the love of people. That doesn't mean we don't disagree with people from time to time, but we still love people and we demonstrate the love of God to people. That's the thing that drives us. It is our motivation. And that's what Paul is laying out. And he's saying, if you keep this in the middle and you're mindful of the love of God, then you're going to be careful how you manifest these gifts. You won't do anything that uh, embarrasses people. I heard about a young man who was ministering in a service one time and he had this little 12-year-old girl step out into the middle of an aisle and he points at her and he tells this little girl she's guilty of sexual sin and he uses a particular word. And she turns to her mother and she said, Mama, what is that? And here in, in a public service, she is being shamed in front of the whole crowd. She doesn't even know what he's talking about. And she's humiliated, the mother's humiliated, and but this guy's a big man of God. And uh, golly, when I heard it, it, it grieved me so badly when I heard about that. And I thought, that is, that is so far from the character of God, so far from the character of God. Listen to me. If there was something there, the Holy Spirit would lead that minister to go to that little girl in private, not shame and humiliate her. Let me, let me tell you what I'm talking about. I was in a large church in Houston, Texas 30 years ago. I was ministering to the children at a convention that they did every year at Thanksgiving. 
And when I was ministering that night, the Holy Spirit started speaking to me. So I had my song leader come up, and I said, lead the kids in a worship course. And I stood to the side and started praying. And I said, Lord, is this you? Is this really you? I have to do this, Lord, if it's you. But, but give me wisdom. Show me what to do. And so he did. So my song leader got done. I stepped up. I said, I want every head bowed and every eye closed. Well, we're talking about kids and it took me probably three or four minutes to get total compliance and to get every kid to bow their head closed their eyes. I mean, every head bowed, every eye closed. I said, there is a 12-year-old girl in this room today, not last week, not yesterday, today. Your stepfather did something to you that makes you feel very nasty, very dirty, on the inside. You didn't do anything wrong, sweetheart. You didn't. And I want to pray for you, but I'm not going to have you come up here and I'm not going to embarrass you. I want you at your seat right now. Put your hand up, put it right back down. Little red-haired girl, flaming red hair. I'll never forget it. Raised her hand, put it right back down. I said, thank you, sweetheart. Then I prayed, God, help this little girl. But that wasn't the end of this. But I wasn't about to bring her up in front of that group of kids. I wasn't about to do that. God would never do that. God would protect her privacy. She was a victim. Even if she had been dirty, God would not have brought her up like that to humiliate her in front of the whole crowd. And so we went another 10, 15 minutes, and it was time for a restroom break and a snack break. And so... As we were leading kids out the door to the restrooms and to get their snacks, I took some of the ladies aside and I said, the little girl right there, the red-haired girl, go to her and find out what happened. She's the one who lifted her hand. And so they went to her, they counseled her, they found out about her family, and sure enough, that day her stepfather had tried to molest her. And he stripped her naked and chased her around the house. He didn't catch her. Uh, she felt terrible about what happened. It wasn't her fault. But God set that little girl free that day. God helped that little girl that day. But what if I had called her up in front of all the people and, and in front of all those kids? How would that have made her feel? Do you, do you see how love motivates us in the gifts of the Spirit? That, that, that God doesn't lead us to do these things to get a claim or to prove we're somebody. It's never about that. Now, I know some people make it about that. And I know a lot of people abuse those gifts. And it's a shame. And they'll have to answer to God someday. And they'll face Jesus. And when they hear him talk and they hear him, they'll be blown away at, at, at how so different he is from them. That he wasn't that way at all. And, and he isn't because he loves people. And that's the wonderful thing about the Holy Spirit. He empowers us to love people, to genuinely care about people. The words that He gives us are designed to build the faith of people, not to build us up and for people to worship up in us and talk about who we are and all that. I can't stand that stuff. It's about loving people. And that's what this is all about. Well, that's all the time I have for today. But I want to thank you for joining me, but we're still not done. Well, we're only on episode 10, so we got 10 more episodes on Praying with Spirit, and we got a lot of great things to talk about. See you then. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people, so take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app 
and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.